You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. ABC Tonight. Special Agent Will Trent. Judge Bureau Investigation. I told him I'd bring my best. Will sees things that no one else does. Based on the New York Times bestselling series. Why Will Trent? He's good police. And he's objectively hot. See crime. Put on Amber Alert. There's a kidnapping. Through his eyes. He read that crime scene like it was a book. Ramon Rodriguez is. I'm a pretty observant guy. Will Trent. Series premiere tonight, tonight central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey, everybody, real quick before we get started, don't forget about your chance to win a pair of AirPods Pro or Beats Fit Pro. Just rate and or review the show and send proof that you did, like a screenshot of you giving us five stars or whatever. Go to fantheoryqueries.com slash contest for more details. Oh, and you get multiple entries if you review us on multiple platforms. Okay, bye. Hey there, and welcome to Fan Theory Queries, where we analyze fan theories from all over the internet, but mostly Reddit. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. I'm distracted by Laura's. (laughs) (laughs) Decides to, has suddenly decided to swap out how she says hey I'm every episode. I'm keep y'all I love it. toast. I do. It's, it's so enjoyable. I'm, I'm excited to see which variations you come up with in the future. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to run out real quick. <laughs> you know, I saw something interesting today that Marvel has officially said they will only call them mutants and they will not be calling them the X-Men and there's some kind of legal... or gender thing. No, it's a legal thing with Fox and Disney... It, and it's a big old mess. But if anything, yeah. I just thought that that would be a, a, a great setup for a segue to you. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I get to uh, present you guys with a theory this week uh, from user crime underscore thug. Uh, very straight to the point there. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we know they're about that life. Yep. <laughs> the crime thug life. <laughs> their theory is about why wolverine wears bright yellow spandex in the x-men comics and hopefully at some point in the movies no logan spoilers here haven't seen it yet i was reading an interview with the wolverine director james mangold on why after teasing wolverine's yellow superhero costume from the comics they have not put it in any of the movies specifically he says Nothing seems less Wolverine-like than the desire to put on a trademarked outfit, particularly canary yellow, and kind of prance around doing good deeds and have people go, oh my goodness, it's Wolverine. At least (laughs) as I see him, that's a real struggle for me and and always has been, end quote. I think that this is true and carries over to the comics. The stoic, grumpy, serious Wolverine doesn't really have a personality to match the flamboyant bright yellow costume. So why does he wear it? Consider these points. One, he only seems to wear the yellow costume when working with the X-Men. When he is working on his own, he usually wears his everyday clothes. Two, practically half the X-Men are teenagers, depending on which version of the team. There's usually at least one underager on the team, regardless of the the combination. There's a lot of them, yep. Yep. Uh, number three, uh, Wolverine is ridiculous, ridiculously tough and, for all intents and purposes, impervious to harm. Four, Wolverine is extremely protective of the young X-Men. Consider his fan-beloved arcs mentoring Kitty Pride, Jubilee, X-23, Rogue, Nightcrawler, etc. Uh, also, in Jason Aaron's run, Logan starts his own branch of X-Men separate from Cyclops' 
And one of the main points of contention is that Cyclops' and Xavier's use of children and teenagers on the teams. So my theory is that Wolverine wears a canary yellow suit to draw fire. To draw mm-hmm. fire away from the X-Men's child soldiers, who outside of the comic's dire circumstances probably shouldn't be fighting giant robots and future mercenaries in- anyway, and towards a guy who basically cannot be seriously harmed. Mm. Consider also... The most memorable time Wolverine ditches the yellow costume is in Grant Morrison's new X-Men, which is also notably a run where the active X-Men team was all adults. Also consider the fan theory that Batman has a circle of yellow on on the chest of his costume to draw fire to the most armored part of his body. Pause for a second. I have to uh, uh, correct that. That is not a fan theory. That is actually part of the character's design um, that has been mentioned in comics, that that is the design of his costume and why he has a yellow circle, to intentionally draw fire there because that's where the most armored part of his suit is. Not yep. a fan theory. Continue, You're correct. <laughs> wow. Spencer's throwing out some knowledge. <laughs> All right. Um, also consider that Wolverine tends to wear the yellow costume when he is in the Avengers. Usually incarnations of the Avengers, which include Wolverine, also include Spider-Man, another teen hero. And then lastly... In Uncanny X-Force, Wolverine wears a more subdued black and gray version of his costume. Once again, this team is all adults. Too long didn't read? Wolverine wears a dumb bright yellow costume that completely does not suit his personality so that the Sentinels will attack him and not teenage X-Men who really shouldn't even be around. Wow. So that's the theory. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That is good. I was going to say, I remember seeing that awful Wolverine movie and and seeing that costume, thinking, mm-hmm. oh, is he going to wear that? But why does it exist? Like, I don't remember the context. I remember it being like a briefcase kind of thing. But was it like, here, you can wear this someday? Or here, this is something you've worn previously. What was... Yeah, I honestly have only seen that movie one time. Mm-hmm. Because it's been it so long. wasn't great. And it was, like you said, yeah, it was so long ago that I watched it. I don't remember the context in which we see the costume. I just remember, I remember we see it. Like some of my biggest memories are giant entire sword blades coming out of uh, Deadpool's Deadpool. arms, and so he has no. Sword that was a, that was uh, that was a different one. The, huh? the the Wolverine that they're referring to is the one where he's in feudal Japan, or not feudal Japan, but uh, just in Japan. So and this is that's not where he fights Silver Samurai. Oh, so this is the, not y- X Men Origins Wolverine. No, no. Oh, no. okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, pardon me then. Yeah, the we see if I remember correctly, which I could be wrong, but if I remember correctly, we see his yellow costume pop up in like a mid or af- after credit scene. Okay, he just opens up the briefcase and mm. it's there. I have um, not seen the Wolverine. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's is that the one okay. that does that open with Leaf Schreiber as Saber Two? No, that's or Origins. That, that's Origins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and. In Maybe the I didn't Wolverine see that we're either. talking about, he didn't. Uh, you and I saw the X Men Origins together. Yeah, because remember in, in this he was movie. Like, I'm sorry, one more, one more before to laugh at. Remember he like stands in front of the mirror and his blades start coming out and they're like moving because they did such a bad job with the CG that they didn't like align them well. They didn't so, line up. Mm-hmm. I don't guess I saw that one. We I, did that's not. Weird. Oh we yeah, yeah. This this one. Honestly, this one didn't do very well in theaters. It, it kind of flew under the radar because 
It was just did so poorly. This was probably um, between X Men Origins in twenty thirteen. Yeah, it was between yeah. X Men Origins and Logan. Yeah, that that came out. Yeah, and and if I remember correctly, I could be wrong, but if I remember correctly, I don't think any of the other X Men characters are in this movie mm. aside from Wolverine. It's it's like a an entirely standalone thing. Mm, okay. Um, and like I said, he's he's in Japan, and he fights Silver Samurai and meets up with a couple of other X-Men adjacent characters. And I mean, it's okay. It's, it had a lot of potential and it wasn't that great, but yeah. So it's back to the theory though. To me, this makes a lot of sense. We see Wolverine a lot of times show the side of himself that he is kind of like the protective, like big brother, father figure to a lot of the younger members of the X-Men team. He acts like he's annoyed by them, but he genuinely has a, a like a good heart for them. And like, especially um, one of my favorite relationships is his relationship with Nightcrawler. Cause he calls him a uh, little elf. <laughs> and um just the dynamic that those two share is is a lot of fun because is that in the comics because in the movie he was played by alan coming no it's it's in the comics and um the um one of the not the original x-men animated series but um what was the one that followed up there was another x-men animated series that came out and um it's it's really prevalent in that one. Um, I'll look that up and, and let you know what, what that is uh, okay. here in a little bit, but well, yeah, my, so my main memories of Wolverine, as far as like relationship with younger X-Men, of course, is the first X-Men movie um, where he is so protective of rogue. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also think of in the animated series from it was 97, right? Uh, Jubilee was like yep. their pet and like mascot of that <laughs> team, it seemed like. And, and he was very protective of, of her in yeah. those cartoons. Yeah, I, that's that's what I first thing that comes to mind when you started reading off those points about like trying to protect those younger people. I'm thinking yeah. of rogue and jubilee gambit and like those Mm -hmm. young guys and so i I looked it up and i looked it up in that other series that i was thinking of is x-men evolution and i i remember i genuinely loved that series i i don't think it was quite as good as the original one um but i i thought it was a lot of fun i I really Mm -hmm. liked the storylines the story arcs that they brought in from the comics in that series but it's funny if if we go with this explanation for why his suit is so bright and and shiny Mm -hmm. it's like what does that say about batman when he works with robin (laughs) (laughs) because robin is like yellow and robin's the bright one yeah robin is the one meant to draw fire yep (laughs) (laughs) that's perfect (laughs) which Uh, he trained him to be able to handle yeah drawing the fire though so so i'm gonna go ahead and read through some comments and then we can continue our discussion so from a user narolkin they say great theory another minor piece of evidence the traditional x-men uniform is largely blue with accents of yellow while wolverine's is perfectly inverted from that scheme being mostly yellow with accents of blue 
It isn't just a randomly flashy costume as though he were wearing white and red or something. It's specifically matched to be more attention grabbing than his teammates. The design just screams, I'm on the same I'm on the same team, but look at me. <laughs> or is it yes. look at me? <laughs> All right, Batman. Joke. Um Oh yeah, that's right. So the Nightwings coincidentally, mm-hmm. uh, says this also cements him as the opposite to Cyclops as they're always fighting. Their inverted color scheme presents them as opposing forces, which mm. is very true. Mm. Yeah. Because um, Cyclops is a tool. And I can um, almost guarantee that's exactly what the colorist for those comics was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Roy Vampire says, I like the theory, but one thing, when Spidey joins the Avengers in the comics, he's a full-blown adult, like at least 28, which I don't know. I'd, I'd have to do some research, but I, I'm pretty sure I remember a version of the Avengers where Spidey is still a teenager. He's but never, he's a wrong. man. He's always a Spider-Man. <laughs> he's not a kid. <laughs> but I mean, still, that's real, still very comparatively young. Yeah, yeah. Compared to the other How heroes. does Wolverine know? Does Wolverine know his secret identity, or did Doctor Strange make him forget it? <laughs> <laughs> now you're about to send me into a multiverse of madness. Ah, mad because it doesn't make any sense? <laughs> yeah. The last comment uh, for this theory is from Sona Nuva. They say, this is a great theory and makes sense in so many ways. The only problem I have with it is that Wolverine was wearing a similar costume in his first appearance in an Incredible Hulk comic, where Wendigo is also fought. Wolverine isn't introduced to the X-Men franchise until giant-sized X-Men number one. He has the familiar costume then, but already had it. All of the other new X-Men were given their costumes by Professor X, except for Wolverine, Sunfire, and Banshee, as they already had costumes of their own. Mm, That's a good point. I mean, we always can retcon things, but... um, Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was retconned heavily. That that was his, that that origin. But I can also see it as, I mean, Wolverine would be the guy stepping up going, make me the target. Yeah. Make me be yellow. And he would make his own costume yellow to draw the fire. Yeah, he's built to be the target. Like, he's built for it. Like, that's his his power. Like So, Mm -hmm. you're saying that if we do accept this as um, official... He would have already had a yellow costume because he was already like, I don't care who I'm fighting. I'll take the target. Yes. Yeah. Well, but then that goes against what this person is saying that the only time he wears yellow is when he's around kids. And when he's not around kids, we don't know at this point if he had been fighting alongside children. I don't know what was going on in that story. Maybe it was to draw attention away from like civilian children who were in the area while they were fighting. Um, I don't know about in this particular comic of Incredible Hulk, how, I mean, as I've never read Hulk comics has, there were times at least in these most recent MCU Hulk movies where he couldn't designate between enemies and friends sometimes. Yeah. Right. Has that always, is that a thing for him? From what I remember? Yes. Uh, but also, like, for Wolverine, he could just be assuming that whenever he goes out to fight these people, like, there, that there, it's very high chance there could be kids around, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, I, or somebody else that needs defending. 
Right. So. And, and I see I, the way that the theory is written, I see it as it's not just to draw fire away from kids. It is to yeah. draw fire. Exactly. Yeah. That was just one of the big points to kind of give that evidence. Mm-hmm. That's mm. not so, what the theory says. I mean, I'm I'm not arguing that I, I... It says, I, so my theory is that Wolverine wears a canary yellow suit to draw fire. Period. Statement. Declared. But what, look at the too long didn't read. The only thing that matters in whenever you see a post like this. So that Sentinels will attack him and not teenage X-Men, who really shouldn't be around. Okay. Anyway, yeah. I, I think I've... I mean, I'm, I'm not uh, discounting everything else that's been late. So I feel like I've got a pretty good sense of how I feel about this theory. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like we're all pretty much ready to rate this theory. I think so, bub. Did you just call me blob? Yep, because you're fat. Yeah, fair enough. Spencer's not as mean as he sounds. Michael is six foot two and weighs 73 pounds. Uh, it's 71, actually. Monsters are as old as humanity itself. Monsters embody our fears. Yet, they help us define the boundaries of what it means to be human. We know most monsters aren't real, yet we can use monsters to learn about reality. Psychology, biology, folklore, literature, critical thinking. We're on a journey to learn about the world through the lens of monsters. And we hope you'll come along with us. Subscribe at monstertalk.org. There is a corner of Los Angeles where dreams are brought to life. The, uh... Stuff that dreams are made of. Where stars are born. Great and bad! Double the world! Where legends are made. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! For over a hundred years, the world has been captivated by Hollywood. But just beneath the stardust lie a million more fascinating stories. Tales of heroism, villainy, betrayal, passion, tragedy and triumph that when sewn together, form an incredible history. The Secret History of Hollywood, available now wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back. And just so you know, during the break, I went and weighed myself, and I'm actually 72 pounds, guys. Ah, oh, so we were both wrong. What else is new? How about I go over our rating scale real quick? Okay. The highest rating that we have is Genius. This is reserved for only the best theories, which we believe are better than the actual canon. The next step down is plausible. It's a good theory. It's believable. Unlikely is next. It's not a terrible theory, but pretty unlikely, as the name suggests. And then the last thing is preposterous. These are the theories that are just stupid. Basically, we're all dumber for having listened to them. So I'm going to go ahead and jump in with a rating on this. Do uh, it. For me, this is straight up genius. It just makes total sense to me. And it honestly makes me love Wolverine's character even more. Because that's one of the things that I love about him. Is that he's just this bad A dude who has these metal claws and metallic skeleton that can't be killed. But he's still got a heart, you know, and he still cares for people. And he is this Canadian shows, after all. <laughs> this shows his his humanity, his human side, and so I love I love everything about this. It's genius. 
The same here. Agreed. This is a genius theory. Um, definitely my new canon for this. That mm-hmm. uh, it the way they blended what having a yellow suit would do to you with evidence of his character arc through mm-hmm. his comics and films. Great job writing that. So, uh, yep, this is genius. Uh, I will also agree that this is genius. Um, however, what does that say about Hugh Jackman's Wolverine in that he does not wear yellow around children and teenagers? He's, he's not as Canadian character. as we thought. He's Australian. <laughs> also, <laughs> he's, he's also like, says, I'm used to dealing with death every day. Get used stop to it. it. Stop doing. You're going to offend people. <laughs> we don't want to offend every single other country. <laughs> Bring um, it. Remember? Oh, wait, that was on a different episode. <laughs> but Hugh Jackman's Wolverine was also too tall. Wolverine's mm-hmm. supposed to be a short, stocky dude. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I love Hugh Jackman, so I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm going to let that one go. Maybe like a more of like a Tom Hardy build. Yeah, for That's sure. What we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nathan or, I don't know how tall Taren he is, Edgerton. but he's stocky. Taron yeah, Edgerton, Taren. I think, could do it. If he bulked up just a little bit more. I mean, he's already pretty bulky, but I think if yeah, he Yeah, he really did that apparently for Blackbird. No. He has bulked up. Yeah. Frank Caliendo. No. Mm-mm. Um, on that note, it's probably time to bring this episode to a close. But before we do, I would like to share a fascinating detail I found on Reddit the other day. Um, I love it. I don't know about you guys, but I love it when someone points out something in a movie that you've seen countless times. And it's like, how did I miss this? I mean, I've seen this movie so many times. How is that possible? But in this case, this person did the same thing from a Star Wars movie, The Return of the Jedi, Episode 6. Um, and this was from Reddit user Immovable Rice. And they pointed out that in Star Wars Return of the Jedi in 1983, Luke takes the mask off a dying Vader and discovers he's been playing the harmonica the whole time. <laughs> I'm not going to dignify that one with a response. The only image I have in my mind at this point is Darth Vader playing the harmonica combined with uh, doing a duet with the Goomba playing the harmonica. Oh my if gosh. You, if you look hard <laughs> enough, there is actually a video on YouTube somewhere where somebody took the little, like, five-second little clip where they show him on the ground uh, with the mask off. With his harmonica. And they they looped it. And then they played some sort of harmonica music <laughs> over it, like bluegrass. I have to find that this. is so good. Yeah. I, I saw that, that years our... ago, and it was pretty funny. But... You're gonna have to put that on our yeah. Facebook account. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not a harmonica. It's a uh, turn my voice into James Earl Jonica. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Well, on that note, this has been Fan Theory Queries. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I am Spencer. In our next episode, we ask, could Anakin still be the chosen one even after the rise of Skywalker? Subscribe to Fan Theory Queries so you don't miss out on that and other fascinating fan theories.